Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Surviving Sister Wives contains adult content that may not be suitable for Latter-day Saints or sinners. Listener discretion is advised. Hello and welcome to Surviving Sister Wives, the podcast where a monogamous couple drink heavily while recapping Sister Wives on TLC. I'm Corey. And I'm Carly. And this is Season 14, Episode 7. Why? This is... <laughs> I had to start reading and it was hard for the Why? <laughs> Why on earth? Season 14, Episode 7. Why not one house? Why not? Always the theoretical topic of discussion in Cody's mind. Why? Why not? Why, why not? But why, though? Cody's a true philosopher, let me tell you. He's always he's always looking out for the best interest of the whole family here. Biggie housey, to be or not to be? <laughs> that is the question. <laughs> All right, it's time for another episode description, so we'll, we'll read off the TLC one here first, and I'm not expecting too much, but I'll, I'll go ahead and, and jump right in here with this one. Janelle moves again to be closer to her sister wives. Cody won't let go of his dream to live all under one roof, but the wives can't agree to do it. Robin wonders if they've failed as polygamists if they can't live together. Thank you. That was riveting. It's another question episode. Lots and lots of questions. I feel like everyone at TLC is very inquisitive this season. Look, why is this still on? Why are we still paying for this show? What, are, what other questions are coming up at TLC? How long till Cody has a mental breakdown? How long till they move back to Utah? Hmm. Mm. That's the real question. We didn't even know that was an option at the start of this season. It is now. So that's the TLC episode description, but Carly, let's go ahead and hear yours. All right. The sister wives make vision boards of the lives they'd rather be living. The family is on a sinking ship and Robin's boarding a first class lifeboat. Christine is afraid Dr. Evil will steal her mojo. (laughs) 
The Browns are the only Mormons who don't knock on doors. Oh, Lord have mercy. All right. Overall thoughts about the episode. Hmm. I think Christine pretty much summed it up with, this is such a waste of time. (laughs) (laughs) To be fully transparent, we are recording this pretty late in the week. It's Friday night. Margarita night. It's margarita night. So that's nice. That's why this is going swimmingly so far. I'm seeing a little bit of double vision as I go through my notes. Yeah, there was, there's only two shots of tequila in those. <laughs> Each, though. <laughs> so we're doing all right. Tequila's coursing through our veins. <laughs> it's a little late in the week. It's Friday to be doing the record. I feel like there was actually new information this week. And so it took a little bit of time to process and kind of prepare myself. We had to ruminate. Yeah. Ruminate on that ruminate, why or why not Marinate. Uh, ruminate? That's a word. Is it? It's a, that's a fancy word. Sorry if you don't Ooh, know yeah. it. Learn me a thing or two. Ruminate. Ruminate? Yeah. Ruminate. To think deeply about something. Is that a Shakespearean word? It is not. It is actually, I think, a cow word. A cow (laughs) word? It also means to chew the cud. Interesting. Rumination. You know, that's how how cows chew. Nope. I know about (laughs) masticating. I know a lot about masticating, though. Rumination. Cows. Oh, that's look. Different. I'm right. I'm right. No, I. Oh, I don't doubt you. What you're saying is completely valid. All right, I did a goog. Rumination, also called cud chewing, is the process by which cows regurgitate previously consumed feed and <laughs> masticates it a second. See, masticate. Time. See, I know that. Yeah, one. these words oh. are are interrelated. Yes. It's all infused see, and entwined. See, that's why. See, you have one half of the story. I have the other half. There we go. We complement each other so well. Look at two peas in a pod. Should we get to the story, to the show? You know. Whatever happened this week. It's vision board time. Woo! Get your art supplies out. Get your glue guns, ladies. So all the wives are coming to Mary's house. They're trekking up that driveway. It's got the most room. To make vision boards. Well, second most to Robin, but, eh, you know. And discuss the Biggie Housie. Gotta do it. Every episode, gotta talk about the Biggie Housie. Oh, God. We're so tired of talking about the Biggie Housie, and so are they. You can see it on everybody's face. At this point, it's gotta be like February, right? At least. Yeah, it's after Valentine's. birthday. It's past Valentine's Day. We are maybe into March and still talking about this house. You know what's amazing? The fact that this is the only footage that these producers had to put a story together from. It's at least... What was that, six episodes? Imagine all of the Biggie Housey conversations that we have not seen. Behind the scenes. That that are left on the cutting room floor. I almost didn't know what to do at the beginning of this episode when Cody was not firing up a PowerPoint presentation. I was not sure what to do with myself. So speaking of, he actually does because we flash back again in grayscale to the Biggie Housey presentation on Christmas Eve. In case you forgot about the 85 times that we've talked about this already, let me go ahead and jump back to that footage So you could see it one more fucking time. This clip has been in every single episode since he presented it on Christmas Eve. Let's think about that. With with content that good. Let's ruminate on that. With content that good. How can you say no? (laughs) The editors are like, put it in, throw it in, throw it in. This is gold. All right. So Mary tells us that she knows Cody well enough to know that he wants his whole family under one roof. You know. I don't think that Mary should be giving us advice about what Cody thinks at this point. I feel like Mary knows, though. Mary knows. She's she's been around. She knows. She knows the inner workings of the Cody brain. Mary knows you're a teenage girl. <laughs> you 
know where I was going with that. Yeah, I know where you're going with that. Sarah Rose knows. Sarah Rose knows. You're a teenage girl. You're a teenage girl. <laughs> all right. Uh, where where did I leave off? I'm saying all right a lot. All right. We learn next. This episode is sponsored by Margaritas. <laughs> you're welcome. Guys. No, my, can we talk? Oh, my mom shit. listens to this podcast. No, shit. Can we talk about um, this season? We've been making jokes that Mary's an alcoholic. Oh, and can that's we address a that's that? a it's a fucking joke. We made that as a joke. Now people are actually pointing out she may have symptoms of alcoholism, guys. If she actually is an alcohol alcohol, <laughs> if she if she is one unit of alcohol. It's going to be like, we're going to look like such assholes. This is not going to be good on demand, basically, in content. We really hope that Mary's not a lush. All jokes are being made as jokes. Jokes should be multiplied, not divided. Divided. (laughs) (laughs) Careful. Yeah. Yeah, but seriously. But seriously. but, But seriously. Real talk, she might be an alcoholic. It's scary. Yeah. Guys, I'm concerned. We, we I'm still going to make jokes about it, but God, I'm concerned. We do not take alcoholism as a joke. It's not funny. Hopefully she's not struggling with anything like that. But I want to clarify something. We're only making fun of the footage that TLC gives us. That's their representation of who these people are. It's not the full story. It's a story that TLC has crafted for us. Again, it's, so it's a show. We're going to make we fun know. of it. Oh, yeah. We have to make fun of it. There is no other way we can get through this season. But we really, really hope that she's not struggling with any type of addiction. Absolutely not. With that being said, I'm still gonna I'm still gonna make those jokes. Just saying. <laughs> Full disclosure, I'm not I'm not holding back. So buckle up, because here comes arts and crafts time. Next we learn that Robin is the red lady from Game of Thrones. <laughs> from Game of Thrones. <laughs> And that she has had an elaborate vision board from the time that she was living in Montana. Never knew that. She really wanted to be part of a plural family. Put it on the board. Mm. She wanted to write a New York Times bestseller. Put it on the board. Done did it. She wanted to change the world. Put it on the board. Yeah, I guess we kind of did that. We're kind of doing some of that. She has the biggest shit grin on her face. She's so excited that she's achieved all these goals that she set out for in her life. And I'm like, bitch... Dig up that vision board because I don't think it really exists. Hmm. Yeah, I've never heard of this vision board before. And if I'm not mistaken, well, I need to get this book. I need to get this book and read it because I'm pretty sure it's about their lives before Robin was even in the family. So her co-writing this book sounds like bullshit. I mean, I guess she, we do need to get the book. Guys, we want the book, but we really don't want to pay for the book. I'm going to go to the library and I hope that they have it, but I feel like I'm going to get put on a list or something's going to happen. So without having read the book, we're just going to put it out there that we highly doubt that Robin had a real large part in actually writing the book. Please, please tell us if we're wrong. Yeah. Let me know. I would love Maybe to correct Maybe she was that. the mastermind behind it. I would be amazed if she was, if she was savant enough to, to pull that off somehow. Writing savant, right? Is that a thing? It will be for Robin. <laughs> if it's for anybody, it's for Robin. Christine describes vision boards much in the way most people would describe the Mormon religion. <laughs> She's like, do I believe in... Do, do I believe in Do I believe that vision absolute boards truth. 
our way of communicating with God and that these things come true. And the great beyond, like kind of dismissive effort. Do they influence the universe? Yes, of course. Yes, I, I do. Oh, yes, absolutely. Absolutely, I a do. A thousand percent, yes. Does this sound like a really unrealistic and out there idea? Yeah. But hear me out. But I'm kind of into that. That's kind of my thing. But hear me out. Hear me out. Do you know it's how real. many times I've intended to make a vision board and I just haven't followed through? <laughs> well, that's saying something. <laughs> it's saying something. I don't know what it's saying. It looked, you know, it looked fun, though. I just don't, I don't know about you guys. I don't have access to that many magazines. I don't have, yeah, I don't subscribe to, <laughs> to paper magazines. I don't get things mailed to my house to read. Right? What the fuck is that? I mean. What year is it? I don't know. I don't know whose magazines those were. I don't have hot glue guns just, laying around. They went to like a doctor's office or a hair salon and they just took a couple magazines home with them. They're like, we'll cut these up. <laughs> They'll do. That'll do. Wouldn't that be funny? If articles they, from like 2004. Let's imagine like what kind of magazines they could have had. Um. Well, you, if you're going to the doctor's office, it's highlights. <laughs> you got highlights. So Robin gets incredibly distracted uh, when she flips to the page where it's find the spot the difference. So she's like three That's hours That's her favorite in. game. Yeah. About the difference. It's tough. Sometimes you got to look up the answer in the back or turn the page upside down, depending on how they have it laid out. So definitely highlights. Um, I'm looking for some good ones. GQ, Esquire. GQ. Somebody just tossed like a mad magazine in there. <laughs> <laughs> a TV guide. <laughs> science news. Like no, what images no am science. I supposed to no use from this? News. No. Uh, National Geographic, that's what you're going to find in the doctor's office. Robin's in a funk because her house is closing. Humble brag. (laughs) (laughs) She's very serious about vision boards, which is why she wore her best blazer Mm. to put hers together. I don't know. I'm kind of in a funk, you guys. My house is closing. Kind of. I'm not feeling myself because I'm such a good realtor. I'm about to bring... Five hundred plus thousand dollars into this house, into the coffers, into the coffers of this family. But I'm feeling in a funk. I don't know what to do because I don't get to keep all this money for myself. I'm a little bit in a funk. I'm torn. I'm a little torn. I'm a little torn about it. So she's upset supposedly because she finally realizes that once you sell one house, that means that none of you can go back because there's not enough houses left for all of you. That's simple math right there. <laughs> so so that's a big bummer for Robin, uh, the fact that she's finally come to that realization. They discuss a little bit about the Biggie Housey. We're starting to have that conversation as they're putting together the vision boards. But I like the tone of the conversation because it is basically kind of assessing, hey, how do we all feel about this? And how can we kill this dream for Cody together? Right. They are uniting before they're approached by cody again best move you can make about the biggie housey yes united front let's get on the same page so we can prepare for the assault of another fucking presentation from cody except robin is on this train by herself because she's making her vision board and she's like this is the space that i'm gonna leave for the house and christine's like yeah I'm not putting the house on the board. No. Cody, Cody, Janelle, they can put that. Yeah, I'm going to put my own house on my board. <laughs> my own personal house. 
where I am the master of my domain in every sense of the word. So you should have like put a sign in there that said master of my domain in front of the house. Master of the universe. Because she does put a house on there, but it's just like her own single family home. With the iron throne on (laughs) it. With the iron throne when you walk through the doors. But Robin wants it. Robin thinks the Biggie Housie will be a cool thing for the kids, which is interesting because let's listen to her flip on this later in the episode. Flip and whiplash. Flip and whiplash. And Mary says the older kids really benefited from living in one house in Lehigh. Lehigh! <laughs> oh, that's the same sentence I just read. Um, <laughs> Reading's fun. Janelle is cooking, looking. <laughs> what? <laughs> Janelle is cooking <laughs> recipes. I was going to say Christina, and then I just took the C and put it in front of looking <laughs> You're doing something over there. I don't know. I like where it's going. This is fun. I'm reading. I feel like I'm experiencing firsthand what it's like to read words as Robin. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So Robin still wants somebody to explain to her what it's like to live in the cul-de-sac as a family because she still doesn't understand what the benefits are. Please, someone tell me what (laughs) what the fuck? We, you know, we recall, though, it was only a couple episodes ago that Robin has reentered her body. Right. She was trapped in one of those Christmas angels. She's red lady, old lady. Yeah, she's just moving around different uh, different vessels, basically. So Christine is looking Christine up and down as she shit talks the busy house. You said Christine is looking. <laughs> that's that's not really possible. <laughs> It's tough to do. Right, I'm struggling so hard. It's tough to do, the man. Name, trucker. Um, trucker? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Christine's going to be a trucker. And this is how she's going to fund her own personal house. She's going to basically make a living space in the back of a semi and just drive it around all the different houses. Just stop in and visit here and there whenever she feels like. Okay. I think that's Jadell's plan too. They it start is. they start talking about Winnebago's and stuff this episode. Yeah. It's it gets serious. They got plans. Janelle is looking Christine up and down as she shit talks the biggie housey mm. and she claims this house will be different. Yeah, for thinking to compare it to Utah, it's not even fair. Because yeah. that was that was very, very different than it what the plans are being proposed. Ass. It was not good. And at this point, everyone's just like, yo. Christine does not realize that this is a different house than the house in Lehigh. I think she understands. So I think she knows what she's given up. Janelle has scenario. to explain to us that there's going to be more room, more autonomy, more privacy, all the things that we've heard them say over and over again. And meanwhile, in the background, Mary's like burning a hole through the granite countertops with her glue gun. She is going hard on this vision board. She has a vision for the future. She has never been more focused on anything in her entire life. Never. She is so dedicated to this board. I love this side of Mary. She. I do. She refuses. Crafty. Fucking crafty. crafty. Fucking Martha Stewart Mary. I love it. Yeah. For real. She's going Bob Ross a, on this bitch. She is a crafty bitch. Yes. The Lehigh house wasn't great for Christine in case you forgot. I didn't we know. Learned, now we learned some shit. So she had three bedrooms down in the basement. So remember, she's down in the basement. She's listening to everybody walk above her, those hard footsteps they're taking as they tromp around upstairs. And it's symbolic. Just reminding her that she's she's the bitch on the bottom. She's the bottom bitch. And Janelle had four. So Christine was shoving her six kids into three bedrooms. 
Janelle had four bedrooms. It was just such a better experience for her. Cody was constantly moving through the house, but he never really settled with any one of the wives. So it felt like he was just like transient. Robin was just popping in for visits because she wasn't part of the family. Right, but she had to insert herself into the family. There was no privacy. None. Anyone could walk in at any time. No knocking. No knocking. None. Not to get stereotypical, because obviously it's not always the case, but if there is one group of people who would probably be used to knocking on doors, I would strongly suggest that it would be the Mormon population. But for some reason in this house, not the case. You know, one thing that I do kind of want to fight Christine on about this. They had a lot of small children at the time. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, of course, little kids, they just barge in. That's just a thing they do. They have pretty much at this point grown kids, except for Solomon and Ariella. They're running out of kids at this point. They're running out of, what are you afraid of? I think the adults pretty much in this scenario, in this marriage now, nobody likes each other enough to voluntarily come over to each other's areas of the home. One would argue that they are outright avoiding each other. Yeah. So why are you so worried about that? Hmm. You know? Yeah. Maybe get a ring doorbell. Yeah, that'd be good. Put up like an electric fence in front of your door. Mm. Get some alarms whenever somebody walks past a certain point. Ding. Doesn't need to be, yeah, it doesn't need to be high tech. Just a little, little jingle bell on a string. Yeah, put doorbells. You could probably find 85 jingle bells just in Robin's Christmas decoration box alone. When Cody comes, wants to come in, he has to ring the ring the doorbell. The, only the when he, only when he comes. The bell. <laughs> <laughs> what about when they come? What about when my wife comes? Stop! I don't even know where to go. No. With that. Speaking of, Robin thought she was going to have another baby, and we learn all about how predestiny plays a part in their religion. I didn't know this was such a big thing. They apparently have a pre-Earth agreement, pre-Earth consultation. Like, it's like a prenuptial agreement, right? But it's a pre-Earth agreement before taking human form. Before the ornament is dropped and broken and shattered, and your essence is released into the physical realm, you meet up with your husband, sister wives, and your future kids apparently too, uh, and discuss how your, plans. your yeah how your life is going to unfold on Earth. Okay, it's good we, to have a plan. Can we have a real talk about this? If that's the case, what happened to Mary? If that's the case, why are they so bad at planning? Was Mary up there like, yeah, so I want to have like a dozen kids, but just give me one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I want my husband to turn on me, my daughter to come out. <laughs> uh, and I want my whole life to suck. You know? Yeah. Well, and Robin says in the in the next sentence. I always thought I was going to have one more kid before I called it quits with that. Oh, she will. And it's like, well, if you planned it out ahead of time, then wouldn't you know? You know that they're going to have another baby once they get the new house. This is annoying. Whatever house it ends up being, they're going to christen that new house with this new baby. It better be from wife number five. Where's the new one? Maybe Robin will ask that one to be a surrogate for her so she could keep having kids. You're going to adopt Meredith. You're going to adopt Meredith. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So Christine pointed out to Cody that he wasn't going to be able to spend as much time with all the kids when they moved into the different homes in Flagstaff, you know, which is the thing he's complaining about now. Cody's like, oh, shit, I have kids. Right. It's like, wow, when you're not all living 100 feet from each other and you have to get in the car to drive to the different houses, this is hard. And it's really hard because usually I just spend the night at Robin's. But now that means that, like, I can't even, like, stop by the rest of your houses to see your kids. You know, I hadn't thought of that. I hadn't thought of that, but despite the fact that I've lived this way before, where we've lived in rentals that were all in different areas from each other, and I had to drive from house to house to see you, but all of a sudden, I just realized that, like, that's that's a thing. Anyways, I'm going to run by Kinko's. I got a big order I got to pick up. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, someone asks Mary what she thinks about the house, because she's been over there busy with that hot glue gun making that vision board come to life she's, she's going not, hard she's going hard she's not looking anyone in the face she's balls deep in this vision board 100 percent. christine asks her you know what do you think about the house you know come on and <laughs> come you on just mary get a, speak speak a mary deep sigh <sighs> a long long pause followed by deep sigh that is mary's line this episode She continues to have this conversation without looking up from her magazines and the vision board. And she tells the other wives, like, come on, be real. Cue Robin. All right, Mary, let's be real. Boy. Like, Robin's coming at her like she's ready to scrap in the schoolyard, you know? All right, let's be real, Mary. Come on. Come on. What you got? Even though, you know, Robin's like two seconds away from crying at any given moment. Oh, Mary would take her lunch. Mary would rip into her. Mary I want to see it. Yeah, I'd pay for that fight. Can, see, can we see the Mary Robin smackdown? Toe to toe? Yeah. Don King can promote it. I know who I'm putting I know who I'm putting my money on. You always go with the quiet one. Janelle knew that Christine would say no. Mm-hmm. So she's sad about the house. She's mourning it. Uh. She knows at this point that there's no way that she's gonna get Christine to overcome her thoughts on the house and get her to to cave to join in on this party. And Christine says that she's only one opinion, you know. So not agreeing doesn't mean it's not going to happen because she's only one person. She's only one vote in this. But as we know, where we go one, we go all. Mm-hmm. So she really does know. Don't she you knows. think? She knows. It ain't no secret. She knows that if she says no, that it's not happening. But she's playing it like that's not the case. Yeah, work on it. Mary talks about how she and Janelle have had some serious issues in the past, all documented in the book we have not read yet. This is what I know. Mary and Janelle especially did not get along in the early days of the marriage. Hmm. Mary was very like domineering and she was very like, have a place for everything and this is where things go. This is the way I like things. Like it was like Janelle had come into her house as a guest rather than like there being a real sister wife relationship. Like there was a lot of animosity there. There were a lot of problems with, uh, again, the showing of affection. Mary was very much on top of Cody all the time. But then if Janelle would come in, it was like it had to be like no affection shown. So they had a lot of issues between the two of them that really. It was territorial. 
territorial yeah, more for than sure. Anything. Yeah. But it's a first wife thing. Which is actually a way that Cody has described some of the wives in the past few episodes. Oh, he yeah. said like is it it's a territorial thing to avoid that they had to design the house in a certain way. And right. um, that's something that they've had issues with in the past. So Mary says, whatever. It's nice to see that they're moving along. And she has a lot of respect for Janelle and the fact that she's she's okay with moving past that stuff and that's happened way back when. And that she's willing to live together again. Well, that's good. That's always positive. And Janelle says, you know, that they signed up to move past their shit together. Second wife privilege, I guess. Mm. And then she questions, what kind of family are we? You know, that's a really good question. And I think we've all been asking that for the past couple of seasons. We've been trying to figure that out for 14 seasons now, Janelle. At least. What kind of family are you? We're, We're confused. What is going on in here? And, you know, Mary has to defend their dysfunction. So she reminds us that not everyone is a big, happy family all the time. And that's just the same case for them as well. Exactly. There's always a Debbie Downer. There's always the the black sheep of the family. Mary thinks that they keep talking about the Biggie Housie because they want to be comfortable in making their decision together without Cody. But again, it's really good that they're all getting on the same page, having a wife meet up. Before you go and get onto the battlegrounds with Cody again. And Robin's Robin's having a hard time answering whether or not the Biggie Housie will be better than the cul-de-sac. <laughs> Guys, I wish somebody would just tell me if I'll be happy in this big house. Can you, can somebody tell me? I don't know, Robin. Is it on your fucking vision board? Can somebody tell me if I'm going to like it better than the cul-de-sac? So she finally asks, you know, okay, why did the one house suck? You guys keep making it seem like it was pretty terrible. So can somebody give me some more deets? Because I need to make an informed decision, you know? Well, as informed as as she can get. I have no information. I need something. Give me something. And Christine starts rattling off a whole bunch of reasons that don't seem to be the actual issues that would occur in Biggie Housie. um, Yeah, but still, here's a couple of things for you to chew on. It sucks. Yeah, you might, you know, have to share a kitchen, despite the fact that there are five kitchens in the house. Meal times, those were hard to coordinate, even though the fact that you'll have your own area of the home and you'll all eat your meals as a family unless you decide to come over to another wife's home or you decide to have a common meal in the common area. And make a schedule. We've already established this would solve 99% of the Brown family problems. Decorating. That was another problem. That's a deal breaker for Robin. Despite the fact that you have your own areas of the house to decorate and the only area that you can't touch is Cody's common area. Well, unless it's your scheduled time to go in and clean it. Correct. Janelle doesn't think her kids will actually come home to visit. Uh, Thank God somebody has finally realized that these children have escaped and no longer wish to return. So she doesn't see the point in having her own home that's going to be big enough for them to come visit and stay for a little while. I vaguely recall Cody talking about seriously having a room for each child who does not live in the family anymore to come back and visit them. Oh, yeah. Everyone's trying to talk her into the fact that she needs extra bedrooms so that these kids will feel like they're welcome to come back. Janelle's too practical. She's not she's not biting. No, she would rather travel to see them um, and have a smaller home. So her plan, buy an RV. The Winnebago. Pack it up. I'm going to drive across the country. I'm going to make my stops, see the kids and come back. You can join me if you'd like, but uh, here's when I'm leaving. So that's the bus schedule. Take it or leave it. 
And Robin has to get in on this and she gives us a sob story about how her life is so much harder than all the other wives because she can't travel or go out to eat because she has two small kids. She can't go out to eat? Yeah, she talked about that. Yeah. Maybe it's because she gets up at like noon and then when she's wanting to eat dinner, it's like 11 o'clock at night and most places are closed. Robin, I don't know what to tell you. You have a three-year-old going on a four-year-old, I'm, I'm thinking at this time. And Solomon's what, like eight, I think at this point. You can bring your children out to eat. You should be able to bring them out. They're not feral animals that you need to keep quarantined. You can take them on vacation for a couple of days. You would think. They can leave your home. In theory, yet to be proven. So she also tells us that she doesn't think the other sister wives are going to be as active in raising her younger kids with her as they were in each other's kids' lives. And, you know, so she deserves more because of that. Yeah, I was really looking forward to not paying for babysitters. Favorite wife status. Like, no one's going to come over and take care of my kids so I need a $900,000 house. I'm going to need a new Victoria's Secret Angel card. Uh, I'm going to need anything I want. Is this also the point where she started talking heavily in cult references, where she was talking about how monogamous the world is and polygamists don't belong in We're this world? We're almost there. Okay. Almost there. Okay, I'd love to talk about that whenever we get a minute. <laughs> Robin then talks about a ranch house and... And tries to get Janelle to picture it. Picture it. It's Flagstaff. Yeah, Cody scribbled out the uh, 2021. And you're finally in your home, a beautiful ranch home. Janelle's like, yeah, stop in your tracks, Robin. I've heard this before. Cody brought this up to me, and I knew that that thought did not come out of his mind. That was not a Cody original. That was a Robin original. Oh, yeah. You can tell when they've been talking to each other. Yeah, so that's when they get the When they get the creative juices flowing. That's what we learn now. So they're talking about the fact that, you know, Mary can tell when he's talked to another wife. She can sometimes pinpoint exactly who he's spoken to just, you know, based on the tone of voice he takes with her and like what kind of conversation they have. Or the phrases that are used or the general framework of the idea itself, I'm sure, has something to do with it. You know, when Cody's talked to Robin, he's like, he comes back in there on like a second, third grade reading level. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Testing low marks. Janelle finally admits defeat. She knows there's no biggie housey. Uh, Christine pretends to feel bad because, you know, the house is beautiful and Cody spends so much time on it. So she's she's pretending she's giving little little, you know, droppings out there to make droppings. (laughs) She's giving little rabbit pellets here and there. She's dropping little pellets here and there. She's like, here, here. Bloop, bloop. Bloop, bloop, bloop. Take my scraps. This is what's left. The garage sucks. Bloop. I can't get fucked in the kitchen. Bloop, bloop. <laughs> this is it. Cue it. Robin tells us that polygamous families are second class. A lot of times, you know, people think they're poor. Whoa. She said P. She's the P word. Poor. Poe. Oh? Poor. Poor? Poor? Poor folk? <laughs> poor folk? I don't think anybody thinks they're poor. I think everybody thinks that they are wildly irresponsible with their finances. Yeah, but... There's a difference. You know, the biggie housey is first class. Mm. And Robin wants to go first class all the way. All the way. She wants to live that... that. She wants to stretch those legs. She wants the extra leg... No, I didn't mean side <laughs> to side. I was talking first class. 
That was terrible. That was a cheap shot. And I didn't even I didn't even do that intentionally. I subconsciously scorched her. Didn't even know. Now, this is where it gets real culty. Oh, boy. Not to be confused with culty. This is Cody culty. Of Colty and Larissa of 90 Day fame. Different. Cody Colty. And she starts talking about how this Biggie Housie is giving them the opportunity to create their own new world where they can be first class. Yes, yeah, it's, it's fucking weird. I didn't like this. This was very uncomfortable for me to hear, and it felt unnatural in a lot of different ways. Robin cries again about how they may have failed now that they won't all live in one house. Yeah, life's pretty tough. Oh, how sad. Sucks to suck. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Demolition day. Ooh. Guys, we have to suffer through another moving scene. I didn't think it was physically possible for them to plan another move, but here they come, slipping another one in. Janelle's packing all kinds of shit up into another trailer. They're moving to a new rental. At least they bought the trailer this time. They aren't, they aren't renting a Penske truck. They own that trailer. So that must have been Maddie. That must have been the one that Maddie brought. Yeah, they stole Maddie's trailer. They stole Maddie's trailer to take full advantage. They're using it to move Janelle out of her current rental and into a rental that's much closer to Robin and Christine. God, I hope it's bigger. Not Mary. Uh, And we watch them load up the truck. Cody claims that parking is the reason why Janelle is moving because he's an idiot. And he moves for the dumbest of reasons. And all all the wives start to, you know, execute him on the couch about this. They're going in on him about the fact that parking is not the reason not that a deciding, they're moving. Not a deciding factor. No. And he's like, well, it is for me. It, the reason why Janelle's moving is because she had three square feet of living space between you, the kitchen and the living room. Maybe Cody suffers from the same amnesia that Robin has. That's why they have to do so many flashbacks. He's like... <laughs> He's like, have I been in this house? Have I been in Janelle's rental? I don't remember it. Is it small? Is there a water feature? Is there a is there an orange Julius that I stopped by in the food court? Is there a is it down by the JC Penny or is it down by the side with the Macy's? Hold on. I think I see the directory. Yeah. Oh, I am here. I'm here. Yep, there there I am. Okay, so I got to go past the restrooms. Right. Hang a right. Mm-hmm. Walk past the Annie Ann's. Go by the uh, the big springboard thing where they launch the kids on the bungee cords. Towards the JC Penny. Mm-hmm. And I'm there. Yeah, it's where right over there. It's right over there by the Foot Locker. Is that a thing still? I don't buy shoes. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we don't wear shoes. I wear slippers 90% of my life. So I don't have a reason to go into Foot Locker. I don't know. It's down by the Hot Topic. That's where Mary's hanging out. Christine is helping Janelle move. How nice of her. Until she slams her exercise bike from 1994 into the wall and knocks a hole through that sheetrock. Yeah, I thought she was helping your mom move. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, she wasn't helping your mom move. There was only one exercise bike. (laughs) All right, too far, too far. Sorry. The truth is that Janelle's rental is just so small. That the bike doesn't fit in the hallway. There's not enough room for a human and an exercise bike to occupy the same space at any given time. It's like we're in a trash compactor and the walls are starting to come in. It's like Star Wars, yeah. That's what's happening. Mm -hmm. So you can't really, you know, blame Christine for that. Mm -mm. That's just physics. More great decisions. Cody is once again wearing jeans to move. Moving denims. 
Trusty moving denims. And to be honest, all we really see him doing is standing in the trailer and just kind of piling things up. Wrangler on his booty. (laughs) (laughs) He's not doing a lot of work compared to the wives who are actually like making the trips back and forth to the house and, you know, dragging various heavy items out of the home and knocking holes in the wall because they're too heavy for them while he's just kind of like rearranging the trailer. Well, to be fair, it doesn't involve PowerPoint, so it's not a strong suit. They keep foregoing movers because, you know, their kids are free labor. Hell yeah. Why the fuck else would you have 18 kids? You have a workforce. You don't have a farm, so, I mean, this is pretty much the closest you're getting to to using them for, for that type of activity. It's true. Now we move into Janelle's new rental, which is a humble single story ranch with some nasty ass brown carpet from Mm. like 1963. Shagadelic. (laughs) Janelle can't recall having lived in a single story home since she was in her 20s. So she also suffers from this amnesia, which is just like rapid. There must have been a gas leak. Everybody's just forgetting everything. Everybody's getting disoriented. Mary reminds her that... They lived in a single-story home together. Remember the trailer? Nope. Blocked that out. (laughs) Robin now, you know, the sound advice giver, is always telling Janelle that she needs more bedrooms for her kids to visit. So she's really pumped about this ranch because there's more bedrooms. Super cool. Thank you, Robin. Not a selling point. Janelle, again, she doesn't see the point in having all the extra rooms because she just wants to rent that Winnebago uh, to drive and visit the kids instead. And Cody gets on her about how she'll be doing that alone. Nice. Because, you know, he still has small kids. He's got important kids. AKA Robin won't let him go with her. No. Crack my whip. So according to Cody, he says, we all thought we would have started building much sooner, but it's been seven months and they haven't sold all the houses or started building yet. Well, and he also mentioned they've been moving for the past 11 11 months. months. A year of moving back and forth between Flagstaff and Las Vegas or among different rentals Uh -uh. within Flagstaff itself? They thought they would be able to sell their homes really fast and build really fast. But guys, that's what happens when you buy a really cheap builder grade home. Yeah, they don't have high resale value. They're... Cody, there is not even electricity or city water running to that property yet. What do you mean you thought that you were going to build on this property a lot faster already? Yeah, you got to pull utilities first and foremost. And they had worked that into the contract so they could get such a better deal on the land that they volunteered to pay for those features on their own, which, by the way, is about probably... 15 to 20 grand to do that. Who knows? It also depends on how many houses they build. All right. So now we get to the big question of the episode. And this is the whole segment that we've been building to this entire episode. The why and why not. Right. He's going to force all the wives to sit very uncomfortably in one room together and tell him why they like or hate, but mostly hate, his house. So we're going to go ahead and hunker down in this ransacked living room that looks like a storage unit exploded inside. Um, And we're going to go ahead and hash this out like civilized people. Did you notice all the wives are seated on the couch in a very unique way? Yeah, Janelle is all alone. Yeah, she's seated all the way to one side of the couch. There's a giant gap between her and then Christine, Robin, and Mary, who are all like clustered up next to each other. 
and the body language, that was a whole other piece to note as well, is between Christine, Mary, and Robin, they all had different variations of arms crossed, legs crossed, being kind of cut off from the conversation and kind of closed off stances. Yeah, you could tell who was not into being here. Yeah, count them out. Count them out. So Cody's trying to figure out, he's trying to rally everybody together so he can figure out what is killing this dream. And if he needs it, written out in plain text on a flip chart. That's what we came here to do. So we're going to get down to the brass nuts of this <laughs> one way or the other, uh, because apparently every single turn of phrase that Cody uses, it has to reference a nut of some kind. And that's just how his mind works. The correct saying is get down to the brass tacks. Or to the nuts and bolts. Or to the nuts and bolts. That's a, that's another way. Then that's that would another be an, one. That's an, that's that's an actual one that is nut related but that's by not default. what we got nope we got a whole new thing whole new thing and we're getting down to brass nuts he's gonna put their feet to the fire why why not christine's immediate reaction oh no <laughs> that was it that summed up that was my whole energy for this entire segment so they kick things off robin's still torn because she has no frame of reference for living conditions uh in the cul-de-sac that she lived in for several years. Uh, but she also is getting upset that nobody's telling her why she'll be happy in this new living arrangement in one big house. So she can't make a decision. She is torn. Right. So she keeps quiet at first. Keep she's, quiet. she's not going to give an opinion. She's not chiming in. And Cody is not going to pressure her to say anything. So the first wife that he puts on the spot is Janelle. And let's start off with um, the negatives. So Janelle goes ahead and jumps in with a reason for why not, things to consider. Uh, There would be zero resale value on this property. So if you build one big ass house, you're not going to be able to sell that thing. Guys, that's a pretty big con. Yeah, Janelle's at least thinking ahead on this and being realistic. And she wants to point that out. That's a big deal. A licensed realtor just told you that this house is basically worth nothing to anyone else but you. I would say we probably don't need to go any further in the conversation. I'm into it. And let's just nix the whole idea. I'm into it. I'm into it. Let's forge ahead. So Cody again pokes the bear here by raising the question, well, are we happy in Flagstaff? And he's met with inquisitive silence. And then Robin speaks up. Robin answers in the form of a question. Am I allowed? Cody, what's the category we're on? Is that a why question or a why not? Is this for is this for $200? Is this the daily double? I'll wager it all, Cody. <laughs> so thank God we're starting with the negatives. Janelle jumped in on a why not. This is Christine's time to shine. So she is locked and loaded for this category. And here she comes. A whole detailed structure of how she felt better as a mom, had confidence in her own home. She felt like so empowered as a mother, as a wife. She's listing off all these things in great detail so that Cody can go over it. And what does Cody decide to write down? He pops off that marker cap. I know exactly what you're saying. Let me go ahead and jot it down. Lost mojo. Lost mojo. Christine immediately. That's that's not what I said at all. One of the best parts of this episode is if you just watch the shade of Christine's neck start to turn <laughs> more and more red as the episode goes on. This is where it starts with the mojo. The mojo is the beginning of the end. Cody and Robin don't understand a lot, but Cody doesn't understand how this is different than the cul-de-sac. It's just, you know, like removing 100 feet of separation and a few walls and doors, you know. I would say there was a lot more there than just 100 feet of space, Cody. Adding some soundproofing, a garage, bay, scheduled and assigned 
parking spaces. And now the part that the city of Flagstaff will likely show in their next community meeting when Cody comes forward with his plans for the house, he tells us that people live their entire lives in a condo. And that's pretty much what this is. You might not have mom mojo, but you'll have condo mojo. Reminder about the fact that the county does not want multifamily homes built on this property. Mm -mm. Next on the chopping block is Robin, who we cut to leaning over the couch. Hyperventilating. Hands covering her mouth. Absolutely terrified. Because she doesn't want to give a negative. Straining in silence. We know she was architect number two on the Biggie Housey plans. She does not have a whole lot of negatives to say, except for, you know, it's white. Cody is bracing for the worst. He thinks that they're all ganging up on him and they're not voicing their opinions, but get ready because here comes a few. So Robin tells us that the garage is a reason, you know, that's a negative. We are all agreed. The garage layout, not great. Right. That was something pretty much everyone agreed on, though. So that was nothing like groundbreaking, Robin. Nothing too crazy. No, very tame. By comparison. It's also at this point where... Christine and Robin begin throwing the word vomit from Christmas Eve back at Cody about how he was mentioning he needed a retreat cabin and how basically this plan is a heaven and also a prison. It's a blessing. It's his blessing and his curse. Right. He won't have any privacy. And that's what they write down on the board. But Cody turns around and says that Christine is really just saying that there won't be any privacy for her and the other wives. Not that the real issue is privacy for him, but she's not going to say that. She's going to make it out about it being an issue for him. In front of everybody else. Even though these are words that he literally said. Cody then tells us that in the past 10 years or so, uh, he thinks that Christine has come to the realization that polygamy isn't the picture that she had of it. The past 10 years, that's kind of a specific timeline hmm i wonder i wonder what spurred that change what else has uh what else has been going on in the family history here in the past 10 years what happened about 10 years ago oh yeah robin robin happened glad we could clear that up she married into the family exactly 10 years ago and christine just doesn't understand how polygamy could possibly work in the way that she originally thought it would robin has just ruined this family robin's a disruptor So this is the point where Cody is completely desperate. He knows he is on an island by himself on reasons why this big house should be happening. So he deliberately asks Robin, puts her on the spot, give me a why, throw me a bone, I'm dying here. Robin concedes, well, I like the idea of the common area. In theory, it's good. Just as strong of a why as a why not. Just as inquisitive as the TLC writers for the episode Robin is a deep thinker. Deep in thought. So, next person deep in thought, Mary, you're on deck. Let's go. What do you think? And Robin has to explain the entire exercise to Mary. Like, she hasn't been present for it up to this point. <laughs> like, she just entered the room. Because Robin's probably like, you know, there's been times where people have asked me questions and are waiting for an answer, and I wish somebody would just explain it in, in simple details, right up point to point, so then that way I know what I'm answering, because there have been plenty of times where I have no clue what I'm talking about. She's like, Mary, I know you've had a few drinks. This is what we're doing. <laughs> Cody has this board up here. You see this paper? We're, he- we're here. And he got a big marker. And he's going to write why. Good why. So why you want the house. Why is good. Why Biggie Housie. Good, good, good. Or why not Biggie Housie. On directory where you are here, that's where we are. We here. 
It's your turn. Your so turn, give Mary. us a reason why. why. So Mary, in her wisdom, on her isolated interview on the aside on the couch, admits to the TLC cameras, yeah, this is pretty much going to be the worst scenario for me with my relationship being in its current standing with Cody. Because subjecting myself to being around his relationship with the other wives would essentially be torture and completely toxic to repairing our relationship any further than where we are right now. Yeah, if you don't remember, like, Cody only takes Mary out once in a full moon. They used to go to Chili's. They got banned. So now they just go to, like, Taco Bell. Mm, drive-thru, yeah. A drive-thru. Mm-hmm. Sometimes sometimes he just skips the date entirely and stays at Robin's house. So Maybe a Popeye's chicken sandwich in the mix. Ooh. If they're feeling up for it. So things... I don't know, a Popeye sandwich that might be that might go on the, the good side of the list. Yeah, that'd you know? be a why. That'd be a good date. Yeah, that's a why. That's a why. Mm-hmm. Mary's full of why nots, but <laughs> she has to give a why. Secretly, only on the inside. Yes. Yeah, so now she has to sift through all these why nots and what does she pull out for the only positive thing she can say? It'd be cool for the kids. Yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah, I'm gonna go with that. Yeah. I don't have any kids uh left living here, but I haven't talked to the, actually talked to anybody about this because immediately Robin says, well, you know, uh, the kids aren't really for it. And Mary's like, oh. Well, they're not. Oh, really? Really? Hmm. Well, nobody invites me over and talks to me about anything, so. Now, in my opinion, I want to point something out. Missed opportunity, Mary. I think she should have pulled out the big guns and had this conversation with Cody privately and said, our marriage is not in a state right now where I think that we're ready to live under one roof, considering you never even come to visit me in my rental. Mm. We're not where I want to be in our relationship. If you want Biggie Housey, we need to work on things. You got to get me on board. You got to get me feeling comfortable living in your house. You need to woo me mm-hmm. a little bit. A little bit? Just a little bit. You would have to see, Cody would be ripping, tearing up that driveway. He'd be ripping and tearing something. <laughs> So while Mary is still reeling with the fact that the kids actually don't want to live in this big house, Janelle starts to kind of point out, again, we've we've gone over this briefly as well, they've lost something as a family, their kids interact differently, the younger kids than, different than the older kids, uh, it's all just kind of changed the family dynamic of not being under the same roof. Christina's patient zero and we hear from cody that she's just so negative on this house that she is infecting the rest of the group the other wives are just turning on the idea now all because of her and the energy that she's brought to this conversation they had to put her into quarantine on a cruise liner uh to see if it would spread and turns out it did the negativity is everywhere testing positive in all the wives So the whole moral of the story here on the why nots and why Christine still holds this stance so heavily is because privacy is the unspoken issue here. It's the elephant in the room, as Cody keeps referring to it. The wives just can't handle seeing Cody come and go. And I mean, we know with Christine, it's a lot more coming than it is going. That was my joke. (laughs) Okay. So why or why not continued? Because God damn it, we can't sum this up in one segment on the show. We got to go to commercial break and bring it right back because we got to hammer these points home. So here we go. We got to beat this conversation to death. Where is the dead horse? I got to hit it some more. Give me a stick or something. I'm going to whack it. <laughs> Christine literally can't handle this conversation anymore, though. She has absolutely had it. She is at a breaking point. Mary thought 
that Christine was capable of handling this, even as a topic of discussion. And Christine is completely shutting down. It's She's not over it. It's They've written good. a lot of stuff on this piece of paper at this point. And now Cody is taking it upon himself to just start crossing things off. Mm. Just eliminating their concerns one by one without actually solving the issue. <laughs> Yeah, and at that point, yeah, Christine completely calls him out and immediately goes into, if you're going to start crossing things off the list, do not just cross things off on the why not side. If we would like to begin crossing things off, we can go ahead and cross off things on the why side as well. I can point out a few that we can remove right now. That'd be easier because at this point, Cody's idea is treading water and it's not good. Right, this has progressed from a conversation to a fight. <laughs> Slowly but surely. Uh, also cue Robin's rant on the legal system. <laughs> uh, Robin slips into humble brag. She's the legal wife. She's the legal wife now. No, no big deal. And, you know, she feels pretty guilty about it because being the legal wife comes with a few perks. Yeah, there's no legal protection for the spiritual marriages. So she has concerns about what's going to happen to all these poor saps that she's sharing a husband with because... Uh, She's entitled to everything. If the day comes, she's cashing out. She's out. I think that's what it comes down to. I like how Robin's first scenario that she always goes to is, what if Cody dies? That's always top of mind for her. That's what she's secretly hoping for. A little concerning. A little concerning. Not gonna lie. Um, But yeah, so what if the husband dies? Well, typically, Robin explains, typically if the wives are a little bit older, they usually, you know, stick together, huddle for warmth, um, (laughs) just kind of stay put in the same house that they're living in or their living situations grow old together they grow old together if they're younger they marry off to other men they go their separate ways it kind of is what it is christine likes to make the joke that hey if it comes to that they just need to find four brothers well hell just leave that job to janelle she's good at finding brothers (laughs) that's pretty good we then reach my favorite point of the conversation where cody admits that the best living arrangement that they've ever had was the cul-de-sac in vegas this is this is truly the best part of the conversation because we are back at square one again. This also gives Christine an aneurysm. She has a semi-noticeable breakdown on the couch where she has completely lost it and has given up on this conversation. All we're doing is talking in circles at this point. This is such a waste of time. Such a waste of time. They all start kind of coming together on the fact of, yes, there are positives, there are negatives, whys and why nots. Well, right, because the the entire topic of the cul-de-sac has set Robin off. Triggered. She's triggered already. And now, is it Mary? Mary starts to point out that the younger kids all feel like they feel like separate families because that's how, that's all they've known in Vegas the whole time. Right. Pretty much. She, she's tracking back to the comment that was made by Robin about how the kids don't want to all live together. And Mary points out, well, you know, that makes it seem like they all want to be separate, that they all want to live in different homes and they do feel like they're separate families. So then taking everybody and putting them into one house, it could be it could be a good thing. It could be a bad thing. Uh, again, we're listing all the positives and the negatives. Are we at a point in our family where we want to take that risk? To have those growing pains to try to sort this out again, if that is something that we're not into, it's going to be a very final decision either way. So that's where it gets kind of risky. But as soon as that's brought up, that's when the waterworks hit. 
Yep. Robin is set off and she's crying again. They left a lot of the crying in. There was a significant amount of just dead air. Robin trying to compose herself and then breaking down further. She's insulted by what Mary had to say because the way she's taking this conversation is that the family was not one family when they lived in the cul-de-sac. You can't say we weren't one family. To which, and Mary's tone in this is classic. Mary and Christine take the opportunity to point out, Robin, nobody is saying that. They just are, they cannot, the the tone in their voices, they cannot handle the fact that she's crying. It's like, oh my God, here we go again. Robin is crying about something when... Nobody even said anything offensive. How many times does this happen? It must be all the time. All the time. Nobody is phased by it at (laughs) all. Right. So now everybody has to baby Robin and tell her that, no, we were one family in the cul-de-sac. Nobody meant that. Change her diaper. Give her a pat on the back. Put a sticker on her shirt. It's okay. It's a boo-boo. It's a boo-boo. So wait, were we a family in Vegas? Were we were? Robin legitimately doesn't know if they were a family. (laughs) She's asking everyone in the room. Yes, yes, of course we were one family. Robin, you were there. Why do we have to keep telling you this? As Janelle has said many times over the past few episodes, they were just a different kind of family. Right, and Janelle dives into the reason why she got into this family from the get-go, the reason why she signed up for it. That's the way it's supposed to be. This is the only way to do it. This is how she wanted to experience polygamy. It's interesting because she says that when she entered this marriage with Cody and Mary back in the beginning, it was very clearly stated that Cody's expectation was that they would all live in one house and that that was just the way things were done and that that's what she has always expected. So even in the times when they've lived apart and had to be separate, the expectation was always that they would come back together again under one home, one roof. Exactly. So the conversation starts winding down. We've we've gone over the whys. We've gone over the why nots. We've Pro. crossed them out. We've cried. Pros, cons. We've, we've laughed. We've cried. We've, we've had ex- a coronary. We've experienced so much. Christine asks, can we finally put this to bed? Can we lay this to rest? Can I go to sleep tonight knowing that I'm not going to have to have this conversation again? Again and again. Cody says, I've still got some things to think about. Maybe one more angle to spin as he folds his flip chart over. He's taking these notes back to the office. He's going to hang them on the wall. He's going to puzzle them, think over them for a little bit. It's not dead. Not dead. We keep getting these nuggets of positivity from Cody right at the end of the episodes with some ominous tones. Next week, Cody abandons his entire belief system because he isn't getting what he wants. That's pretty much how it works. I can't wait to see this descent from grace. It's going to be pretty epic. A mighty fall. Something tells me. Quite a fall. Have you heard the good news? Thank you for listening. If you want to support us, the best way to do that is by leaving us a review on iTunes. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Podbean. Follow us on Twitter at surviving underscore pod. Thank you to our fellow survivors out there. You are not alone. We'll all get through this together. Thanks so much to whoever told someone in South Dakota to download the podcast because now we've been listened to in all 50 states. So I'm really happy about that. And shout out to the wonderful listener in Alaska who left us an iTunes review and let us know that they are one of the listens coming from that state. So cool. So cool. Stay tuned. Share with friends. See you next week. Yay.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.